0: welcome to mocks on the mic your exclusive look into all things chattanooga athletics here's your host chris goforth Mox on the mic, taking it back to the hardwood this week as Southern Conference play gets underway for both uh, men's and women's basketball. That means it's time for us to catch up with both head coaches. Head coach Dan Earl of the Chattanooga men's basketball team and coach Sean Poppy from Chattanooga women's basketball. As a matter of fact, let's start things off. Sean Poppy is going to join us. We talked to him coming off of a win against North Alabama last week. And, uh, so very positive thoughts about his, uh, squad as they get set to head into the month of January in Southern conference play. Here's our conversation with head coach, Sean poppy coach. If you can, let's start with this kind of overall, what you've seen from your team, I think you, I think you gotta be happy right now with, with where you are and, and kind of, uh, how far this team has come since, uh, October.
1: Yeah, you know I think um for us on the defensive end we've I thought we've played really really well and it's kept us alive and given us a fighting chance. The kids are playing hard and um had an opportunity to to win a handful of games and learn from some others. So um you know with with two left going into Christmas being 7 and 5, I think uh we'd like to say we're we're happy but not satisfied.
0: I know you were Excited about Yaz coming in and, and what she could be for this team. Uh, has she met the expectations that you had for her coming in?
1: Well, uh, you know, from a statistical category and, and side of things, uh, yes, she has. But to be honest with you, more importantly, it's been the culture, the off-the-court stuff and, and how, we, how we attack our work. Uh, she lives in the gym. She's a wonderful teammate. Um, I think that, that that's the side that not many fans get to see. They get to see her score, whatever it is, 17 points a night and do some of those things for us. But um, I think where she's really, really helped this program and will leave a lasting impression is the culture side. Um, and and I'm, I told her and a handful of the others that um, sometimes they don't see those things, but but I know our staff will be forever indebted to her to get this thing going.
0: Some of the newcomers that have made an impact, uh, for you, uh, Raven Thompson, I, I liked what I saw from her very early on. And it, it seems like her numbers have, have increased and her production has, has increased a little bit about Raven and, and kind of how she's been able to fit in.
1: <laughs> she's She's been really darn good for us. I know that, uh, and she hadn't even scratched the surface, I don't think. Um, you know, she went through a little uh, tough stretch there when we were in the SEC play. And I think some of that was just uh, the size aspect. You know, Ray, what she brings to us is a mismatch uh, for most teams with, with her. Uh, yes, she's a forward because of her strength, but, but she's undersized and more guard-like. And so um, we're able to move her around the court. I don't know if you had a chance to watch last night's North Alabama game, but she was on the perimeter some, and then all of a sudden, you know, we, we threw her inside and put Abby out on the perimeter, and uh, it forces you to figure out who you want to guard her. So, um, a, a lot of our success, especially on the offensive side, is be, is because of Raven. In my opinion, we're playing our best; she's playing pretty good. So, uh, super excited about about where she is and where she's going. Again long way from where she's going to end i believe but uh, uh very very pleased with what we're getting from her so far
0: last newcomer i wanted to ask you about brooklyn crouch who uh it, it seems like you've got a real trust in her to come in and take care of the basketball and and play defense right now and that is that kind of her role at this point
1: yeah and, and you know we actually had meetings earlier this week as we get ready to head into christmas and and uh, I think what, what Brooklyn has come and done to get minutes is, is earned a lot of trust in us of just being super solid, uh, takes care of the ball, makes good decisions. She gives us another uh, presence out there on the, on the perimeter, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You know, I think my challenge to her is her next step is now as we continue to trust her is to be a little bit more aggressive offensively. I think she's got the ability to get in the paint. She can knock down some open shots if she's got time. Um, I think there's a little hesitancy there at times from her because she, she doesn't want to screw up, you know, and there's, there's a good thing to that, you know, for us because it's, it's, she is super solid. But I think a next step for her as she continues to, to get more and more minutes is just be a little bit more aggressive, uh, pick and choose her, her opportunities to, to give us some production. But I'm, I've, been, I've been very happy with, with the minutes she's given from us and has really um, found her way and having a pretty big role on this team.
0: Abby Cornelius goes over a thousand points for her UTC career and just continues. I know a little, little slow start for her. An injury really kind of seemed to affect her early in the year. How healthy is Abby and, and how do you feel like she's playing now as, as you get close to conference play?
1: Yeah. Well, I think that being a, a fifth year kid with a lot of miles in them tires, I'm not sure she'll ever be healthy again. <laughs> you know, she, she just got one of them, them, uh, She probably feels like our coaching staff we got out there, just old. So uh, with that said, she's just going to continue to fight and claw. Um, You know, I think that there has been a rhythm, you know, where she's trying to find that rhythm coming back with some injury stuff. But uh, I also believe that 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 weight of a thousand points off her shoulders will really help. Um, (laughs) I joked with her dad last night after the game. I said she knew she was one away from a thousand and she got to the free throw line early in the game. And – the nerves on them two free throws looked like it was a tie game, getting ready to go to a national championship or something. She was just a shaken. And once we finally got that monkey off her back, I thought she played much more free. And, uh, you know, it, it's a tough thing, right? You're out, as coaches and I'm sure as parents, you're like, it's not a big deal. You're going to get it, but it's still in your mind. And so uh, I think for, for her to get that away and gone, um, we'll see a little bit different Abby moving forward. But, um, uh, another part of that is that the injury stuff, and, and I don't know if it's injury as much as it is just being old.
0: <laughs> you guys are going to open up Southern Conference play January the 5th. You go to ETSU. Um, a little bit about the conference, though, as a whole right now. Do you really see, is, is there a clear-cut favorite in your eyes right now as, as you take a look at the at the Southern Conference?
1: I, you know, it's so so hard to decipher through the non-conference play, in my opinion, because of the strength of schedules. Um, and I'm not trying to, to take any way, anything away from the teams that have been successful or downplay the ones that have struggled a little bit. But I, there is a sense of strength of schedule when it comes to it. Um, and so I, I think it's super, super hard to figure out who that is. No, I don't believe anyone has separated themselves to say they're the favorite. I think out of out of uh, respect and, and, and those kind of things, it would still be Mercer. Um, they they're obviously the defending champ, so uh, every all eyes would be on them and preseason favorites. But uh, you know, I'd like to think that we can kind of sit up under the radar and, and be right there when the time comes if we keep uh, doing what we're supposed to do.
0: Where do you feel like you guys need to be better going into conference play?
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to take care of the ball. Um, and I think that's that's really been our our, our really downfall, Achilles heel a little bit uh, for us is we're, we're turning it over at too high of a rate for for how we play. You know, we, we're starting to I don't know, I wouldn't say we limit possessions, but we try to get efficient possessions and maybe not don't play as fast as, as others. Um, percentage wise, we're shooting you know in the in the low 40s. I like that to get up a little bit, but but um, if you show shooting low to mid 40s and, and shooting, you know, 33, 34 percent from the three point line, if you can take care of the ball, you're going to have a chance to win a lot of games, uh, especially with how our defense has been. Uh, I think I got a text actually this morning. Uh, I think we're 17th in the country in, in field goal percentage defense uh, mixed with points per game that we're allowing. So our defense is going to give us a chance, but you can't turn the ball over uh, at the rate we are. Um, and, and the thing for me is, as I watch film, and again, not to take any credit from anyone that's played us, uh, a lot of our, our turnovers are our own fault, right? We're, we're hurting ourselves by just not making uh, clean, clear decisions. And so uh, we're going to have to clear that up if we do. I think we, we got a pretty darn good ball club.
0: Yeah, you guys will see at home now in in January, mid mid-January, you get Mercer who we've already talked about the success that uh, that they had a season ago you you get Mercer you get Samford both uh coming to McKenzie arena middle of the year you feel like by the end of January a, a, at what point do you feel like you okay I know who we are now I know where we are now
1: Yeah <laughs> I sure thought we'd have it by now but I tell you you know for me it just depends on how you look at it because do we have things we got to clear up? Yes. But I sure in the heck feel that this group is a gritty, hardworking together group. And uh, if it may not be the cleanest, maybe we don't ever clean it up all year. Um, I've seen a lot of games won by just playing hard and being gritty and grinding it out. And um, I think to this point, that's what we've been And, and through 12 games. Uh, we've been right there in, in 11 of the 12 against some really good competition. So, uh, maybe that's just who this group is. Uh, I know I'm going to search and continue to, to to find a way to try to be a little bit cleaner and a little bit uh, prettier on the offensive side. But uh, what this group has uh, shown an identity to is be gritty and tough, and uh, that can win a lot of ball games as well.
0: It looks like you found what your top seven is. That is that pretty safe to say uh, in, in terms of you've got five that'll start four that are, are pretty much locked in and then you got two or three others there that are in that rotation. Am I correct in that? And, and, uh, how many would you, how deep do you want to be at this point?
1: I think we got, I got, I think we got the seven solidified. Absolutely. Uh, I think we got a handful of others that are in that mix that I need to find time for. Um, and I think they're practicing really well at the moment. Last night, I really wanted to get more than seven out there. It's just some of it's matchups and how other people are playing. Um, you know, with the way North Alabama plays, they spread you out, play five guards. And so I have two, two other post players that are sitting over there working. Um, it's just a matchup thing for me. And so uh, I'd like to try to find, you know, both my other two bigs that are coming off the bench. Takia Davis, who's playing and practicing well. I thought she had some good minutes at Tennessee. Um, and then, uh, to Flo floss, I think is, is, coming off a knee injury. I think she'll find some time out there. Uh, Carson Murphy's kind of banged up. She's, she's fighting her way through some injuries. Um, but I think I got a handful of others over there that are going to find some time. Uh, I, I, challenged him last night after the game, we just got to stick with the process and trust that, uh, the work that you're putting in will eventually, uh, come to light. You can't give up on that process and, for now, we are at seven, uh, but I, I do think it'll be a little bit deeper before it's all said and done.
0: What do you get out of games against uh, playing those SEC opponents like, like Alabama and in Tennessee?
1: Uh, that that uh, size matters. <laughs> <I> think, uh, <laughs> you know, I think that uh, we we run down into to Tennessee, and, and I'm not sold that we had a full gas tank. You know, with with after the effort we put in at, at Alabama, um, but. But I think for us, it was uh, – as we licked our wounds a little bit, leaving Knoxville and feeling down a little bit, you get to watch and film. And I did think we, we, we did some really good things. We didn't finish. and Some of that had to do with the size. And uh, I think it also – for a coaching staff, it tells us we're not ready for that yet. Um, and kind of gives you an idea of what we have to work on to get to that level. Um, but, again – I think I give a hats off to our kids because you know you go down to Knoxville and and, and really after Alabama and in Tennessee uh, you can feel down you know feel like oh we we aren't as good as I thought. And instead they've been back to work and, um, and so we are a really good team. We just got to clean some things up. And I thought that that although it wasn't pretty last night, I did think we we played with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder um, and played to win not to lose.
0: From a scheduling standpoint, I know you like to play those kind of games and you love for your kids to be able to get those experiences, but would you rather not have them two days apart?
1: Yeah, that that, that little stretch. <laughs> I, I joked uh, with with our kids and with our staff. I said, um, I thought I was getting away from that when I left Virginia Tech because it is brutal <laughs> when you play back-to-back like that. Um, and, and you give everything you have one night and you come up short and you got to muster up enough energy and you look at the schedule to see you're at whatever Tennessee, two nights later, whatever it may be. It's hard. Um, It's hard. I think that's a little bit of what separates that level, you know, at the BCS level from from some of the mid majors. Um, With that said, um, yes, I I would like to have a little bit of a gap, but I also think it was a good challenge for us. It really tested us. Um, And I think in the moment it may not have felt it, Uh, But I think long-term, it'll help us win some games in our league and maybe even our conference tournament because we have been battle-tested in a short uh, turnaround.
0: Coach, appreciate the time. Looking forward to seeing you guys in action as uh, we get Southern Conference play uh, underway coming up 1st of January.
1: I tell you what, I can't wait to get back into McKenzie Arena. (laughs) It's been a long time. (laughs) But uh, thanks so much for having me, and, and we'll see you soon.
0: Thanks to Coach Poppy for the time, and now it's time to visit with the head coach of the Chattanooga Mocs in Dan Earl. Now, men's basketball gets the season, the Southern Conference portion of the schedule, underway sooner, December 29th. The Mocs will play at Citadel in their first Southern Conference game, and then New Year's Eve, they are at Mercer for a Southern Conference tilt. So they'll get two games underway before the new year gets here. First Southern Conference home game is actually Saturday, January the 7th, when they host VMI, which is Dan Earl's former team. We'll try to get his thoughts on that matchup as well as we go. Here's our conversation with the head coach of the Mox, Dan Earl. Anything that Jake Stevens does at this point with the years you've been around him, does any of it come as a surprise to you? Uh,
2: I I don't know that it's a surprise, but I continue to be more and more proud of him and his development. You know, it seems like with each passing year, he takes a step forward in his progress. And uh, certainly I think he's taken a big jump forward this year as well. Um, You can see that a little bit in the numbers, but just as you watch him play, uh, particularly with the way teams play us defensively, in that they'll switch up the defenses that they're they're you know showing him. So some teams will play us straight up. Some teams will double off the pass. Some will double off you know the weak side of the floor. Some are very physical with them. You know so. He's going to see a lot of different matchups, and uh, he's handled them all really well. He's playing slow, under control. He's a willing passer, and then obviously you you just see him. He can shoot it from the perimeter, and then he can score around the block. So he's. Uh, I'm just thrilled that he he elected to join us, and very thankful that he elected to join us here at Chattanooga.
0: You know, and coach, I haven't looked at the uh, at the statistics this week, but. I think the one thing about his game and his play so far this year that has stood out is at least as of last week, he was leading you guys in assists.
2: Yeah. That's something that, you know, a lot of times, you know, people that just know basketball a little bit, or, you know, even people that know basketball would say, "Hey, your center's not supposed to lead you in assists per se. Now I think two things, one, um, our style of play, you know, we put the ball in our center's hands quite a bit. We allow them to dribble pass and shoot. But two, most guys are not as skilled as Jake Stevens. So, for him to have the vision that he has to understand the game the way he does, to be able to pass the ball and to be a willing passer, I think says a lot about him. And, uh, you know, I, I give him a hard time because I always want him to be even better. So his turnover numbers are a little higher than I think he would like or or we would like. Um, but he's such a willing passer, has got great number of assists and, uh, and obviously scoring the ball tremendously well as well.
1: Yeah, obviously,
0: Jake's been off to an amazing start for you guys. Let's talk about the rest of this group. Uh, how do you feel about where this team is? It feels like this group has really kind of come together, uh, maybe for me anyway. I'm not around them every day, but certainly it feels like they've come together really quick.
2: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um as a coach, you always want us to be better or want more or what have you. So, um, and there are a lot of different things The 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 amount of time it's taken to get everybody kind of on the same page or trying to get everybody on the same page is uh, even a little longer than I would have hoped. Um, With that said, I guess I I take a step back and I really like our group. They're coachable uh, guys. They're high character guys. They're listening. They're learning every day. So, um, from that standpoint, I really like it. Uh, um, I have been um, very proud of them. You know, we've won a few straight now and uh, won some games on the road in some tough environments. Um, so I think we're coming together and gelling and they're they're unselfish as well. So they'll move the ball to the open man. They generally like each other. So those are all good things. Uh, kind of coming back to your question, though, it, it's still there's still a lot of things that we want to put in either offensively or defensively that. You know, when you're around a program for two, three, four years on the fly, you can kind of just call out a I'll make it up at a ball screen coverage on defense. And the guys know what you're talking about. And we don't even have some of that stuff in. So it's been a little bit of a work in progress. But again, I I really like the group and they've they've come a long way, especially because we run a little more intricate uh, offense and defense, you know, than just kind of a a normal uh,
1: offense or defense.
0: A.J. Caldwell has been slowed a little bit from a shooting standpoint. It, it hasn't looked natural for him, maybe the way it has in the past. How much has the, the face mask uh, that he's had to wear uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I, I know we got a chance to take it off finally against MTSU it looked like, but how much did that affect him shooting the basketball?
2: Well, uh, we're trying to convince him that it affected him immensely, right? So um, because he had it on, he was not shooting a great percentage um, and now it's off. So uh, that's part of it. I I, I think sometimes I'm kind of teasing about that, but I I do think it affected him a little bit, no doubt. Um, And then sometimes you just have either shooting slumps or the ball's not coming off the right way or what have you. But I definitely think it affected him. I definitely think you'll see his percentages go up. Um, we have confidence in him. He's in the gym shooting on his own and shooting in practice every day. So uh, we have confidence in him. And and he made, I want to say, two threes against MTSU, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in our last game out. So um, I think, you know, along with just, you know, his shooting, which uh, is an added bonus, but he's a good all-around basketball player, too. And I mean that in the best sense, right? He He's very crafty and knows where to be defensively. Um, offensively. He can handle the ball for a guard slash forward and he can pass the ball. He sees things um, and he can score the ball. He's crafty, you know, kind of getting in the lane at different times and creating. So um, I'm thrilled to have been able to coach him thus far and looking forward to some more good days ahead with him.
1: Christian
0: Corsalt, being able to have him back and on the floor, what does he bring uh, to this, this basketball team?
2: Yeah, you know, um, it's been great to have him back and he's still kind of rounding into shape and, and figuring everything out with his injury. But um, the, the, a couple things with Christian one, he's a bigger guard with some more size compared to some of our other guards, uh, you know, so defensively he adds more of a presence there um, and then you know he's he's played some basketball games in his career as well so he knows what it takes at the division 1 level um but i think the biggest thing is offensively he can really he's strong and he can drive the ball downhill so he can make some shots from the perimeter as well but the the ability to put pressure on the defense particularly when you're coming off a ball screen and particularly if Jake Stevens is setting it, if he can get downhill into the teeth of the defense, if they leave him quickly, he can turn the corner and get downhill and finish or kick it out to a shooter. And if they stay too long, he has the ability to pass it back to Jake. So that's an added element that I I think that'll really help us going forward. Hopefully he can stay injury free, but his ability to get into the lane and kind of create um, is something I'm looking forward to.
1: We've
0: seen, uh, we've seen Corsalt back. We've seen Grant Ledford come back a little bit on, on the other guys right now that are, that are out with injuries. Do you have, is there any updates you can share?
2: Yeah, we we've had some guys like kind of in and out of the lineup or in and out of being injured. So, um, you know, Dalvin white, I want to say missed two games recently and then just came back against MTSU. He's feeling pretty good with each passing day. Uh, Grant Ledford missed a while, but he's now back, uh, which is good. He's rounding into shape. Casey Hankton's getting closer and closer with each passing day. So I'm hoping relatively soon he'll be back as well. But um, those have been most of the guys. Ashton Smith is another guy that hurt his uh, his thumb, and he's going to be a couple more weeks now. So um, those are more or less the guys that have been hurt recently and uh, hoping to get everybody back uh, relatively soon.
1: You've
0: talked how much you you like this team and and where uh, where they are right now. Uh, has, has there been anything with this group that up to this point in the year has been a surprise for you?
2: That's a good question. I, I don't know um, that it's a surprise uh, by any stretch, but I, I will say this: that that uh, again, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but. A lot of times when you bring, so the transfer portal has been new for us. And when you bring so many new faces and guys onto a team, everybody wants to do well individually. That's human nature. You know, I played ball at one point myself and everybody rather score some points, but in general, they really like each other and everybody's about the team. Um, I think it's a little bit easier being about the team when you're winning some games and we've been able to win some games lately. So But I I just feel good about their character and who they are so that, Guys, when their number's been called, they've stepped up, you know, so even a guy like Jamal Walker, uh, you know, didn't play maybe the first two or three games or what have you, and then gets in and has given us some great minutes here or there in different games. Randy Brady's given us some good minutes, and I'm sure everybody wants to play Brody Robinson, Sam Alexis, two freshmen. Um, I'm sure everybody wants to play, you know, 25, 35 minutes every night, but we have a lot of depth. Uh, which is a good thing. And that's been another surprisingly kind of good thing, Um, but we don't have a ton of separation. So it might be, you know, who we're playing, the opponent we're playing, uh, how well our guys are playing or the matchups, what we need on a given night where somebody's numbers called more than somebody else's. But thus far, I give our guys a ton of credit. I'm really proud of them for, you know, kind of just stepping up when their number's called and being a willing, a great, you know, uh, teammate when their number's not call, called and still being ready and and part of the team. So I've uh, been, I don't know if surprise is the right term, but, uh, you know, really happy and proud of the guys for doing that.
0: You guys are going to play two conference games now before January 1. A little bit about the conference uh, and, and just what you have seen from it. So far, you know, through the non-conference portion
2: of the schedule. Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, I've been in the Southern Conference for a while, so I kind of have a a feel for a lot of the coaches and styles of play and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, going into the year, you're keeping tabs on who was coming and going and graduating and everything. But, it, it sounds uh, funny, but, you know, you're so entrenched in what you're doing as Chattanooga basketball and we're focused on your team. And then really you're just upcoming opponents. So, you know, we have Belmont and Georgia before the break. So I haven't seen a lot of other Southern Conference basketball. I have caught some games here and there. But, um, you know, so certainly a lot of people have been talking about Furman, Sanford about being two teams with a ton of talent, Furman returning a bunch of guys uh, from last year, Bothwell and Slawson you know, even in this day and age, feel like they've been around for eight, nine years or something like that. So um, two very good players. Uh, Samford has a, a, a lot of returners as well, Quez Glover being one of them. Um, and then, you know, you don't want to leave anybody out, but the Woffords and Mercers and UNCGs are always, uh, ETSUs are always tough. Um, you know, and and then you know, I was at VMI last year and they've been winning a couple games, certainly, and having a good year. And I know uh coach down at, at Citadel uh is doing a great job in Western. So, you know, it's it's again. Um, I don't know if we've had as many big wins as a conference. I haven't followed it too closely, but knocking off some big wigs. But I know it's going to be ultra competitive and uh very good, well-coached uh basketball teams and, uh, you know, when it comes time to, to go into the Southern Conference, hopefully our non-conference prepared us well for it.
0: Coach, if you thought too much about the, this conference schedule, and I believe the first uh, home conference game you have is is against VMI. If um, you thought at all about how awkward it's going to be to be in McKenzie Arena and be on the opposing bench with, with VMI on the floor?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, to be honest with you, I have not thought uh, much about it, although a, a person or two have brought it up in passing. And, you know, we have Jake Stevens with us and Honor Huff with us. And, um, you know, so I'm sure when it hits either home here at chat or when we go at VMI, there'll be some emotions there because. You know, I have a, a bunch of former players there that I recruited and I feel so strongly about. And I've followed their scores and see how they're doing. And uh, again, they've won some really good games. Uh, so I'm sure it'll be emotional and it'll be interesting being on the other side of things. But when that ball's tossed up, I think Jake Stevens will be ready. You know, I think our staff will be ready and I'm sure they'll be ready as well. So, uh, you know, that all goes away once the ball's uh, tossed.
0: Coach. Best of luck, as always, and uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you again soon.
2: Yeah, thanks so much, Chris. I really appreciate it. Thanks again to Coach
0: Earl for his time. Appreciate Coach Poppy giving us some time as well, and we look forward to seeing you at McKenzie Arena for Southern Conference Basketball as the mocks will, uh, again, be back in action. Men's basketball, January the 7th against vmi looking forward to that one obviously uh that'll be uh an important game for for dan earl and for uh and for jake stevens and for the chattanooga women's basketball team they will uh january 12th is when the Southern Conference home portion of their schedule begins as they welcome in Samford on the 12th, Mercer visits on the 14th. Make plans to come be with us. If you don't have tickets, head over to gomox.com right now and get your basketball tickets. These are both very good basketball teams, and you won't want to miss it. All right, that's going to do it for us this week here on Mox on the Mic. Thanks to our producer, Tate Johnson. For putting this all together and making it work, I'm Chris Goforth. Thanking you for being with us. We'll see you next time on Mox on the Mic. Thanks for listening to Mox on the Mic. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and review. And we'll see you again soon.